Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Zed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today, we're continuing our team preview series for the 2023 previewing every single men's and women's side in the tournament. Today, we're on to your specialist subject, Charlie Peters. It's the Birmingham Phoenix, and right now, we're focusing on the women's side. You know, the Birmingham Phoenix has really captured our attention over the last couple of years, and I look through this women's side, and there are so many exciting genuine i think just game-changing talents i can't wait to see this team play this year well to quote staff let's flats here you get this side and straight away it's impressment fantastic i mean (laughs) look any side that can theoretically play three leg spinners and get away with it in my opinion um is 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 just is, is the perfect cricket team. So I think we can end it there, um, frankly. Um, and we'll get on to the leg spinners in a bit. But I think when I look at this this top order um, and the batting order as a whole, Charlie, it fills what I really want in the franchise side. You've got some good domestic talents, but you have just lots of experienced overseas players. Eve Jones has scored a lot of runs in the 100, uh, left-hander at the top of the order. Then you go Sophie Devine, Elise Perry, Erin Burns. All of them bowl as well, which is really helpful. But that 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 top order and um, just full of experience, and then also Amy Jones, who can really accelerate at number five. Experience, um, acceleration. You just, I, I just really like what that top five offers. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, the core of that really has been ever present more or less for the Phoenix across the first couple of seasons. I think the addition of Erin Burns is really exciting now. You get so much experience and now see her coming in there as well. But it's very much their big three of Divine, Perry and Burns. Perry this season takes the captaincy as well from Sophie Divine, which I think is an interesting move. I'm excited to see how that goes. But uh, I think there's a lot of really strong top orders in this competition. And frankly, it's difficult for me to pick a favourite. But I think this might be a real contender. I think you have so much, so much experience and quality here. So many players. I think all of this top five have the potential to win you the game with the bat, and in many cases with the ball as well, which I think is a really exciting position to be in. But I think what's even more exciting as well is that, unlike some teams in the past in this competition, when you look at a top order like that sometimes, and you think, okay, that's more or less the bulk of this whole team with the bat and the ball. You know, these are the players who are going to win you the game and that's kind of it. This is not the case with this Phoenix side because I think that quality is more or less continued throughout the rest of the team, which I think is a really exciting position to be in. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a moment. I think it's a good move to take Sophie Devine away from the captain. So you look a really experienced player, but last year in the 100, didn't quite play up to her usual standard. Average 17, good striker, 143, but... You know, and you really had one beginnings and, you know, with, with the ball, she's not quite the same bowler as she has been previously. I think letting her step away from that and really focus on her batting and being a contributor at the top of the order is a very good idea. And at least Perry had a good year last year. You'd love to see even more from her this year. So, you know, I, I, I personally like that move. But as you say, you go down the rest of the side, Amy Jones, just a, a fantastic cricketer, um, didn't quite have the, the 100 she'd want last year, I'd say. But, you know, the year before she was excellent, she's been very good for England. And then you kind of go through there. Izzy Wong can play, you know, a, a player who can swing the bat. And we haven't quite seen the best of her in the 100 last year, but, you know, there's so much to offer there. And then Emily Arlott actually batted quite well last year as well. And that's before you get Stir Callis and Abby Freeborn, um, two young domestic batters who can also play. And as you say, it's a nice thing to have that level of depth 
and being able to to go through and have that big top five, Izzy Wong, an international cricketer in Stir Callis, who's only 23, has lots of, you know, lots of runs ahead of her. And Abby Freeborn as well. It's just you like the depth there. And I think it's it's nice to be able to round off that top order power, which is a little bit, little bit extra um, down the middle and lower order. Yeah, I agree. I really like Stair Callis. I think I was slightly disappointed not to see her get a game last year. I felt like she might have warranted a couple of games, maybe, to see how she got on. But I think this year she certainly deserves a chance, and I feel like she should definitely play from the off. Abby Freeborn as well is an interesting signing. I think you get a nice, solid, dependable player there. I think what I really like about some of these other batters here is that you have so much youth here, so much high potential mm. to complement the experience and mouse and proven quality of the likes of Divine, Perry, Burns, Jones, etc. You know, you have Stair Callis, who's only 23, the Dutch player. Looks like she's got a lot of potential. I think she's really coming good now. But beyond that, you have the likes of Karis Paveley, who's been playing with the England under 19 and is so she's only 18 now still I believe and Davina Perrin who's not even turned 17 yet but he's already playing Charlotte Edwards Cup and Retro Hair Flame Trophy Cricket whether or not those two play a great deal this season I don't know but I think having those kind of really exciting young high potential players in your squad with the likes of Jones, Perry, Divine to learn off and really soak up their knowledge. I think that's a really exciting position to be in. I think in terms of building a squad for the now and for the future, that's a brilliant balance. I think the one thing that concerns me on the other side is, is quite just getting the balance right. You know, I'm I'm kind of looking for this side and thinking, you know, I'd like to have Abby Freeborn at eight, but also I'd like to have an extra bowling option. And I think that there is going to be, there is going to have to be, I think, some experimenting, quite the right order, quite the right 11 to get things right. And, you know, I do like the bowling. I do think I have a couple of concerns. Look, obviously you love Izzy Wong, fantastic cricketer, would love to see her play a bit more for England, bowls with pace, swings the ball, takes wickets. Emily Arlett um, bowled really well last year, another seamer, nine wickets at 11 last year in the 100, a coming out of 5.6, she was fantastic. And then you obviously have Elise Perry and Sophie Devine. You know, I like Arlett and like Wong, those are great. I just, you know, I have maybe a little bit concerns just in the the depth of this attack when you are having maybe to depend on Lise Perry and Sophie Devine getting a little bit older. That's that's kind of where my concern lies with the seam attack, as if maybe one of Devine and Perry goes down, and a, for, a bit of form is lost. You know, I'm just I'm just not completely convinced. Um, I may I can see where you're coming from. Maybe. In an ideal world, you have an extra seamer in there who can complement. But in Wong and Arlot, you have two excellent seamers. I think in Divine and Perrin, you have two very good support seamers as well. For me, I think the jewel of this attack is going to be that spin attack, really. Katie Levick, who I think is a wonderful signing, has a really good pickup. I was personally very surprised that she didn't end up going back to Northern Superchargers. I think we both said we'd retain her prior to the draft. Mm. We were very, very much keen to do that because we think she's a really excellent leggy. But I think that's a really good pickup there, as is Hannah Baker, who is still very young, but has a lot of potential. That's a very exciting spin attack. Add Erin Burns to the mix there of her offies. That's even before we get to Abtaha Maksud, who, of course, has been very, very effective for the Phoenix in the past. Another leggy there. And you have what I think is a very effective attack 
for what the edge Baston pitches have been like in the 100 in the last year or so when they haven't always been the quickest. Edge Baston often has his reputation of being somewhere where it's brilliant to bat, where the ball comes onto the bat very nicely. And sometimes last season in the 100, that wasn't necessarily the case. Sometimes the pitches were quite slow. We saw sometimes the ball was quite hard to hit to the boundary just because of how it was coming on. I think when you have the likes of Levick and Baker and Burns bowling a lot of overs for you, that could be a genuinely very effective tactic. So yeah, look, in an ideal world, you do have the extra seamer. I would agree. There are some places where I'd love to have that. But for the half the games you're playing at Edgebaston, I like what they've got there an awful lot. Yeah, and look, Kay Levick's a star, and I don't understand other super shows didn't retain it. You know, we'd be taking a very high up in the draft every single time. Six wickets at 16 last year and 105.8 to economy rate. Aaron Burns experienced off spinner. Hannah Baker will see. You know, I, I think obviously very, very talented. And I think we were excited she got picked up for the 100. I think it's a really good signing for the future. You know, we'll, we'll see how she goes in the 100 this year. I think two or three down the, years down the line, we're going to see a lot more of Ander Baker. But I, I think I think just my, this is the only thing that's really holding me back with this bowling attack is, you know, if one of Devine and Perry was to go down, if maybe Hannah Baker or Avtaka Masood were to struggle a little bit, you know, I, I'm just not convinced it quite has the depth of bowling that other sides do. And that's harsh because I'm comparing them to a potential seam attack the Southern Brave have of Kemp, Brown, Shrub, Soul, Bell. So, you know, I I am I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of picking at things a little bit more rather than criticising things. I just do have a couple of concerns about how this side is going to be constructed news. And I do think it's fair to say at least Perry will have to captain this side as well, especially if she can't quite depend on Sophie Devine's bowling. And she's also coming off quite a long Ashes tour where she's had to put her overs in, some overs in her legs. That's my concern there. But I just want to touch on that leg spin attack. I mean, isn't that fantastic? You know, you've got an absolute gun in Casey Levick. Hannah Baker, I think, is going to play for England. I think it's going to be a star. I think Masood is a really, really good player. I, I think they should play all three leg spinners. I don't, I don't care if I don't care if that's illogical. I just think it's really nice to see a side go out there and go get some attacking bowlers. And I think if they can find a way to to get 40 deliveries out of their leggies, maybe even 56 deliveries out of their leggies, it's going to be really fun watching the Phoenix Bowl this year. So super excited. Yeah, 100%. And I think what's interesting to note here is that it's the complete opposite trend we're seeing to some sides in the men's 100. And there's a couple of sides there who don't really have much in the way of leg spin at all. In the case of the men's Welsh Fire, they don't really have any genuine specialist leg spinner at all. Here, the women's Birmingham Phoenix have three genuine frontline leg spinners. Uh, and there's every chance that they play all three in the same team. And not only that, but it wouldn't even be particularly weird at all. It would be a frankly quite logical and exciting use of their resources. So you're seeing completely different strategies here happening in this competition. But I think it's really fun, very exciting. Bring it on, spin to win. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. What I will say about the Phoenix, and I think when I think about how good can this side be in 2023, I think they're going to have to have some some non-star names step up, especially if Devine and Perry can't bowl as much. You are going to be depending on someone like Hannah Baker um, and obviously Aaron Burns as well with all that experience to step up. And I do think you need a couple of those players in the bowling lineup to make an impact, but it's perfectly reasonable to see them doing so. I, I look through this side, Charlie. I just, I don't know, I, I, I feel good about it. 
And I can't quite place I can't quite place where my uncertainty comes from, bar the fact that I do think that the bowling lineup could be vulnerable to a couple of injuries and maybe having to hold off on Perry and Divine Bowling as much. I see them more as a mid-table side, but for me, that doesn't mean that they couldn't end up in the top three. And I don't see a reason why they couldn't be a finalist in this year's 100. There's just something pulling back on me so I don't think this is a genuine top quality side as much as I think they could go on a fabulous run this year I think that's largely fair I, I think I'm slightly more positive about it than you are though I know I'm a Phoenix guy so I am slightly biased here I think my my one concern here is that the bench while it's very exciting with a lot of high potential players <laughs> I think the question is if there's a few injuries hypothetically and they do happen are those players ready to step in and make the kind of impact that it would take for you to potentially win a competition. You know, Davina Perry, Davina Perry needs 16 um, mm. and she's a great player, full of potential. Is she ready for this level yet? Similarly with Karis Paisley, similarly potentially with Chloe Brewer also. I, I don't know is the answer. I'm, I think they are possibly deserving of having a chance, but they're unproven, so it would be a risk. Ideally, you would hope it wouldn't get to that, but it's always a risky run. I think this is potentially a team that could finish top three. I don't think there's any question about that in my mind. There's still so much quality there. You know, when you've got both even Amy Jones, you've got Sophie Devine, Ellie's Perry, Erin Burns, Izzy Wong, Emily Arlott, Katie Levick. Like when you have those players, if they're all in form, if they're all playing regularly, you could win this competition, no doubt about it. But there's lots of other teams who have equally similarly strong list of players like that within their team so it's a tough one to call isn't it but I think top three is very much in the reach of this side I agree my one point and I think it's harsh because I do love the young players on the Phoenix you know to win a game do you want Fran Wilson Nomi Titani who've done it a bit more or do you want to take Alice and Abby Freeborn maybe a little bit less experienced it's harsh because I, I like Callison and Freeborn you know I also like Hannah Baker you like all the young players here, but I, I just do think that when it comes to those moments, you want that experience in the side. For me, that's maybe what's pushing me back. But I do think this team can contend. And there's loads of exciting players. And I've already talked up Katie Levick, but that, that leg spin attack in general is my player to watch. I think Hannah Baker is probably um, our joint player to watch. She is a fantastic young player, spins the ball a great deal, um, has played really, really well in the age group levels for England. Super, super excited about what she can bring. Yeah, I think that's going to be a no-brainer. It was going to be a leg spinner for me as well. I was going to say Katie Levick. I just think she flies under the radar, surprisingly, given her quality and given how long she's been such a good performer for. I think this leg spin attack in general is the joint winner, if that's possible. It feels like cheating, but it's just such fun, isn't it? And ultimately... That's kind of what I want cricket to be. I want it to be good fun. I want it to be enjoyable. And that's something that the Phoenix have always been very good at putting together across both men's and women's sides is making fun cricket teams to watch. And this year, I think the women's Birmingham Phoenix have done just that again. So whatever happens, it's going to be a great bit of fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play. It is going to be great to watch and I'm very excited to watch them play. Look, this is one of a number of previews we're doing for every single men's and women's team in the 100 right now. Go to, your, go to your Spotify, your Apple podcast feed, wherever your podcasts are. You can find our preview of Birmingham Phoenix men as well. And if you go over to Twitter, I have just renamed our bio um, to say that we love Katie Levick because this is a Katie Levick podcast. 
I apologise though I have misspoken of course uh, it's not Twitter anymore it's X so if you want to find more of our quality content on X at Podcast 100 is the place to be for now uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time Thank you.